consider these verses of scripture. Amen. We pray that this word that the Lord has given us would be an encouragement to all, but particularly, amen, to our blessed church mothers as we honor them today. Beginning in the book of 2 Kings chapter number 4, we are going to read into your hearing uh, beginning at verse 8, just for context's sake, I want to read verses 8 through the first clause of verse number 25. And then, again, we will read one verse, that is the 11th verse from Romans chapter 12. But beginning here in Second Kings chapter 4. Verse number eight, these words are recorded. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed, and a table, and a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be, when he cometh to us, that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned in to the chamber and lay there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him, that is, stood before Gehazi. And he said unto him, say now unto her, behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among mine own people. And he said, what then is to be done for her? Now Gehazi, bringing that message back to Elijah, began to converse. And Gehazi answered, verily, she hath no child. And her husband is old. And he said, call her. And when Gehazi had called her, she stood in the door. And now Elisha speaks directly to the woman. About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, nay, my Lord, thou man of God. Do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had sent unto her according to the time of life. How many thank God that the word of God is sure. Verse number 18. And when this child was grown. It fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers and he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to a lad, carry him to his mother. 
And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And she called unto her husband and said, send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. She said, it shall be well. The Bible translation in verse number three, literally, she literally just said the word well. What a communication between husband and wife that they had. He understood this and then sent her forth. She saddled an ass, said to her servant, drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. Verse number 25. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. Amen. To the book of Romans, chapter number 12. One verse is what we would like to consider. That is verse number 11. These words are recorded, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Let the church say amen. Our focus today in this text of 2 Kings chapter 4 will be on the 24th verse. 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 24 where again we read these words, she saddled an ass and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. I want to talk to you today about godly women of passion. Godly women of passion. As has been noted, it is our delight and our privilege today to come together as a congregation to honor the Apostolic Fellowship Church mothers. Praise the Lord. And though we thank God for all of the daughters of Zion that have borne children in our assembly, when we talk about mothers Today, we're talking about these particular women of God who have experience with the Lord and have been proven by the scriptures to be ones that can help in the ministry of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Women helping in ministry is a model that we receive from the word of God. Indeed, in the Old Testament, Deborah, the prophetess, judged Israel. And in the New Testament, Paul the Apostle speaks of numerous women that came alongside him to help further the ministry. I want you to look at just a few scriptures, a couple of scriptures with me. First, in the New Testament book of 1 Timothy chapter 5 
uh, it is important for us to acknowledge the scriptural foundation that we are given, even in regards to this topic of godly women. And if you look in the first clause of the second verse of chapter 5, 1 Timothy, we are taught here, as Paul instructs us, to treat, as he says, the elder women as mothers. Can we say amen? Now turn with me to Titus chapter 2. And I want to read a few verses from that particular chapter of the Bible. Titus chapter 2, as Paul the Apostle continues to give instruction. Contrary to what some people would uh, pontificate about the Apostle, he did not hate women. He did not demean women. He did not try to crush women under his foot. Amen. He just obeyed the instruction given him by Jesus Christ relative to how women can function in the church. And when it comes to ecclesiastical measures, we have clear instruction as to what women can do and some things they cannot do. Praise the Lord. But here we see, contrary to what some would try to believe, that Paul the Apostle honored women of God and taught us all to honor them. Let us say amen. And so he gives instruction in the third verse of Titus chapter 2, where he says, The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, but teachers of what? Good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober. Yes, there is a place for the elder women that we treat as mothers in ministry to teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands. Amen. So this must mean something different from the natural love that comes to a woman. You usually don't have to encourage a woman to love, but this must be talking about a different kind of love that maybe a woman is not given to, and the older woman can help the younger women how to love, to demonstrate to show love to her husband. Let us say amen. Praise our God. To uh, love their children, to be discreet, to be chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands. Why? That the word of God be not blasphemed. Let us say amen. So these are the type of women, as we have read from these verses, these women of God that we are privileged to honor today. Mother Geddes, who is the matriarch, not only of our church, but of the organization, the Apostolic Fellowship Churches of Christ Jesus. We honor Mother Austin and Mother Denton and Mother Huey, and Mother South, and Mother Watson, and Mother Williams. We honor these women of God. Let us say amen. As I thought about each of them, amen, one word came to mind that refreshes me as a younger man. And though these women of God are not spring chickens, as we might say, they still have something that unfortunately some people half their age don't have anymore. 
What these women of God have is passion. Let the church say amen. Tell your neighbor, these women of God have passion. Mm, thank you, Jesus Christ. Passion is defined as any powerful or compelling emotion or feeling. How many know that these women of God are powerful women of God? Oh, I didn't get enough amens. How many know that they're powerful women of God? Amen. They're filled with passion. And earlier this week, the Lord was ministering to my heart about the need to maintain a level of devotion to him and not to get lax and lackadaisical or slack in any way when I deal with him. And as he ministered to my heart about that thought, he brought back to my mind this woman that we've read about in 2 Kings from the land of Shunem. And as I thought about the text, these holy women of God that we're honoring today came to mind because just like the Shunemite woman, our mothers are passionate. They're passionate about things pertaining to the kingdom of God. They're not slouches. Can you say amen? They don't drag around here, praise the Lord, in the church acting like nothing needs to be done. Can you say amen? But they drive and they go forward with whatever the Lord has endowed them with. And they're a wonderful example of how you can grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, not sitting there complaining about what you don't have, but using what you do have to be a blessing in the kingdom of God. I thank God for passionate women of God. Let the church say amen. Uh, they, they don't want to tell amen or hear anybody around them say, well, mother, we want you to slack up. They don't want to hear, mother, we want you to calm down a little bit. But whatever they can do, they want to put their hand to the plow to help the church of Jesus Christ go forward. I thank God for godly women of passion. Let the church say amen. They serve serve as exceptional exemplars to what our pastor desires us all to be like and ultimately what our Lord Jesus Christ wants us to be. Let us see, man. And so in viewing this great biblical character, we notice that the Shunammite woman was also a woman of drive. She was a woman of determination. And when talking about her, many parallels, praise our God, can be drawn between her to the virtuous woman of Proverbs chapter 31. There are three demonstrations of her passion that we want to focus on this afternoon and relate to our mothers in Zion. Those three amen demonstrations are a demonstration and passion for service. A demonstration and passion for godliness in her life and her household. And a passion to hold on to what God has given to them. Let us talk about these three demonstrations of passion in light of our scripture text today. 
She was, that is the Shunammite woman, was a woman that had a passion for service. If you look in the eighth verse, the Bible again recounts that it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, this great prophet of God who was the understudy of Elijah, the man of God. And the Bible says right from the beginning that she was a what? A great woman. Can we say amen? And this great woman constrained the prophet to eat bread. And so it was that every time, as often as he passed by her house, he turned in thither to be refreshed. She said to her husband, behold, now I perceive, I can see, amen, through more than my natural sight that this is a holy, a holy, a holy man of God which passes by us continually. And so she spoke to her husband and said, husband, let's, let's get together and make a little room for the man of God. Then let's put it on the wall and set a bed in there and a table and stool and candlestick so whenever he comes by, amen, he can refresh himself. Let us say amen. And so again, we are introduced to this great woman. And the Bible says she constrained Elisha. In other words, she prevailed with him, amen, persuasively to stop by and to be able to uh, refresh himself in his journey. And in addition to that, she exposed her husband to her heart's desire to make a lodging for the man of God. You see, she had an eye for service. Praise our God. She wanted to do something to make his life, make the man of God's life a bit more easier. See, sometimes when you're young, you're so focused on yourself and your own things that you don't ever lift your head up out of the sand and look around to see who else needs help. Amen. Now, we don't know the age of this woman, but she obviously had, amen, a powerful maturity to be able to look out and see this man of God needs a place to refresh himself. Let his church say amen. And so she just, just, she didn't just verbalize her desire, amen, but she went through the proper channels, talking with her husband and then getting him on board. Praise our God. Thank God that she didn't have a stubborn, hard-headed husband, praise the Lord, but a husband that wanted to work together with his wife to see her desire brought to pass. He wasn't upset about the fact that she had the, the idea to take care of the man of God, and he wasn't intimidated by that. He said, well, that sounds like a great idea. Let's work together. And so she put her hand, amen, to making sure that the man of God's room was well set up. I, I could imagine her making sure, amen, that whatever kind of amenities needed to be in the room, that those things were there when Elisha passed by. Let us say amen. Amen. And so she wasn't lazy, amen, but was willing to serve. Amen. And we have women of Zion, godly women of Zion in our midst that have that same 
compassion, that are willing to serve, that are willing, amen, to work together with the kingdom of God to go forward. Amen. We know of the various meals that they prepare. Can you say amen? Amen. We know about the prayers that they pray for us when sometimes we're not praying for ourselves. Can you say amen? We know about the words of wisdom that they give. This is a service in the kingdom of God. They could sit back in their elder years and wait for somebody to come to them and serve them. But these women of God have passion. Let us say amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus Christ. And they serve in whatever capacity that they find. Thank you, Jesus Christ. And so the room was set up and Elisha could refresh himself, praise our God when needed. This woman also had a passion for her household. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. In the ninth verse, amen, again she went to her husband to work with her husband. In the 13th verse after, amen, Elisha had been so wonderfully cared for, he began to look out and seek to recall quite this great woman of God and in the 13th verse these words are recorded he spoke to him and her amen to him I should say and said say now unto her behold thou hast been careful for us with all this care you've just set us up so nicely Amen. It's time now for us to requite. It's time now for me, the prophet. I'm not so big of a person and walking around here and that I, I can't help you. I can't extend my hand. I can't serve you. Praise our God. I want to do something for you, great Shunammite woman. What, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to talk to the king on your behalf? Do you want me to talk to the captain? of the host and, and in other words Elisha said you you just tell me and I'll get busy getting it done but I, I love the answer of this woman of God she said and at the end of verse 13 I dwell among mine own people let the church say amen in other words amen she said prophet of God man of God I am content and doesn't Paul pick it up and say that godliness with contentment is great gain. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Uh, I can hear our church mother saying, I am content. Amen. They may not have everything they want. Praise the Lord. Amen. But they say, I am content. Now we know that this Shunammite woman did have a desire. There is something that she lacked. There is something that she wanted, but she put her household and she put others before her own desires. And I know for a fact that we have women of God here, our church mothers, that put us even before themselves. Praise the Lord. Brother Gabriel mentioned on Friday night going shopping with Mother Denton. And he mentioned that Mother Denton doesn't buy junk when she gets ready to cook meals for the saints and I can say amen because that mother we know she can cook and, and 
she'll cook so well, amen, until you dream about, amen, that stewed chicken. You'll dream about those rice and peas, praise the Lord, and whatever else she puts together. If you're not careful, amen, you'll wake up on Wednesday morning when you're supposed to be fasting, thinking about Mother Denton's chicken. Amen. Do I have a witness in here? Amen. They don't, they don't put others, amen, under them, but they seek to put others ahead of them. Amen. I think about Mother Austin being a, a prime example of pressing and continuing on. Praise our God. Amen. She doesn't want to use excuses. Amen. And she wants her household to be together to give the name of God the praise. Can you say amen? Oh, thank you, Jesus Christ. He said, prophet, and, and I'm content with what I have. I, I don't want to cause any trouble here. And she didn't want to complain, amen, but she wanted to be and dwell in contentment. Let us say amen. Later on, we know, praise the Lord, that she was a woman that was respected in her household because later in verse 24, our focus verse, when she uh, got leave, praise the Lord, and support from her husband, she spoke to the servant, amen, and said, listen, I want you to do just what I'm telling you to do. Amen. And you better believe that that servant got busy and, and doing what was told to her. She was respected. This Shunammite woman was respected of her household. And, and, and her servants obeyed, praise the Lord, what was said. I was coming in today and, and getting people in the church and had my coat on, didn't have my hat on. And Mother Williams was coming around the back with her bags. I said, Mother, you need some help? She said, oh no, because she was busy looking at my uncovered head. <laughs> and she looked at me and said, well, you ain't got nothing up there, brother. I said, you're right, mother. I'm trying to get me. You know, she was just so nice. And she just said, mm -hmm. so what did I do? I got right in that car, got my hat, put it on my dome piece. Amen. Because I respect the mother. Praise the Lord, our God. Amen. And we thank God that these are the caliber of women. Somebody just give God a hand praise for these caliber of women. Praise the Lord that we have in our midst. Praise the Lord. She was respected. Praise the Lord. Amen. I thank God for my mother, our matriarch. At some time to time, amen, I have to go out and minister to various congregations and she'll come along with me from time to time. Amen. And she's a respected woman of God. Amen. Wherever she she goes, people know Mother Geddes is coming. Amen. Praise the Lord. The queen is entering in. Amen. We got royalty. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because they know the life that she has lived. Can we say amen? Amen. And so our church mothers indeed look out not only for their natural children, but for their children in the gospel. And if they show respect, then we should show them respect. Can we say amen amen we should be all the more fervent to make sure praise our God that we respect and take care of them hey thank you Jesus Christ this woman had a passion for service she had a passion for godliness and her household and lastly she had a passion for holding on to what God gave to her let the church say amen 
well Elisha amen in their conversation said what do you need and even though she expressed contentment amen Elisha's servant Gehazi popped up and said prophet of God this woman does not have a child and her husband is old and so the spirit of God moving upon the man of God spoke to the woman amen again in the 16th verse as she stood there praise our God he said to her about this season according to the time of life you will embrace a son oh thank you Jesus Christ now this woman said prophet of God I respect you greatly amen but she said nay my lord that's how you know she respected him she called him lord and said man of God she said do not lie unto thine handmaid in other words prophet don't get my hopes up amen I've been dwelling here among my own people amen taking care of whatever my hands can find to do I've been going along day by day and even though there's this bear I'm starting to feel it now I need a few more minutes even though there's this buried desire amen in me for something that I want I have chosen to magnify amen the, the, the needs of others and the desire to serve others above my own need thank you Jesus Christ mm, thank you Lord she said don't get my hopes up here man of God I'm content with what I have but how many thank God that when the word of God goes out it shall not return unto him void let the church say amen Bible lets me know that when the time of life had come about that she indeed did embrace a son the Lord amen you ought to know will begin praise the Lord when you put yourself out there and serve him the Lord will take care of you. Can I say amen? Amen. As he told you Friday evening, the Lord will take care of your business. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, the Lord will take care of your business. Let the church say amen. And so amen. the Bible said the woman had that son that was spoken about of the prophet. But time went on. And in the 18th verse, the Bible said when the child was grown, that he went out with his father, amen, to the reapers. He went out to do some work. And a terrible, amen, headache came upon the man. We don't know what it was. Came on the child. We don't know what it was. Maybe it was an aneurysm. Maybe something else was going on in his head. But his father looked at another young man and said, take him back to his mother. Mm, Jesus. And the Bible says when he got to his mother that she was ready to receive. Amen. The fulfillment of the word of God in the person of her son. And the Bible says her son sat on her knees hallelujah until noontime I could imagine amen the child sitting there on her mother's lap with his head laid back to her breast and the Shunammite woman trying to console maybe rub the child's head to try to give him a little bit of comfort you know for those of us with children it's no fun seeing your children sick is that right no fun 
one when they're under the weather and they're just not their normal selves. I got two sons, praise the Lord, that have so much energy and those boys don't be quiet unless they're sleeping. Hallelujah to the Lord. I know something's wrong. Amen. When they're kind of dragging around. Amen. When they're not their lively selves and they're not running and screaming and preaching and singing and so forth. Hallelujah. And that's not a good feeling. I could imagine this Shunammite woman maybe singing a little song to the boy as he sat there. But as time passed on, the unthinkable, the unimaginable, the, uh, that which is undesirable fell upon the boy. He let out a long breath and something uncharacteristic of the living. He let out a long breath and no doubt his head slumped back. And the Bible says the child died right on his mother's lap. Oh, what, whoa, what a terrible situation. I couldn't imagine what it's like for a child to die in your arms. Thank you, Jesus Christ. But I thought about this woman, this great woman, this Shunammite woman. The Bible lets me know that when the child died, she picked the child up. No doubt with tears falling down her face. And the Bible says she walked up to the room of the man of God or the prophet Elisha. And she laid the child down on his bed. Looks like this woman had a plan. She wasn't going to call all of her girlfriends so they could come around and talk about what happened. She wasn't going to get on a talk show amen, and run her mouth about what happened with a bunch of other women Bible says she laid the child down on the bed of the man of God. Can we say man? And then she went to her husband and she said, husband I need one of your young men. And her husband maybe not knowing what's going on said what's the matter wife? You're talking about going to the man of God it's not the right season it's not new moon, it's not Sabbath. Amen but the woman looked at her husband and said well and when she said well her husband understood this is something she needs to do let me give her what she needs to accomplish what she's getting ready to do let the church say amen and then we get to the 24th verse where she spoke to her servant and she said servant we're going to the man of God I want you to try and go forward. Come on, somebody. I don't want you to slack up. Even if it seems like I'm getting a little fatigued, you just keep on driving, serving. We're going. Thank you, Jesus Christ. We're going to the man of God. The Bible says she ran to the man of God. How many know when you got a real problem? 
Sometimes your friends can't do it for you. Sometimes your best buddy and talking to that person can't give you the relief that you need. But when you got real trouble, I'm not talking about trouble that we manufacture. I'm talking about trouble and sometimes attacks from the enemy. When you got real trouble, you ought to run to the feet of Jesus. You ought to run to the man of God. Hallelujah. The Bible said, make your request known unto God. Let the church say amen. When she got there, she had a conversation with Elisha. She said, Elisha, you came to me asking me about what I wanted. I didn't come to you. I didn't ask for a son, but the word went out of your mouth. And I embraced this son of mine. And now my only son has been taken away from me in death. But I believe that you are a man of God thank you Jesus Christ and I believe that you can get in touch with the God of Israel and you can make this thing all right I don't care saint and friend how dead your situation looks I serve a God of the living and not of the dead let the church say amen Jesus said I'm alive forevermore I wish I had a belief here because I know that God is able to take what looks dead in your life and turn it around to resurrect it again oh, thank you Holy Ghost Jesus said I am the resurrection and the life if you believe on me though you were dead yet shall you live and he that believeth in me shall never die do you believe this? The Lord made you a promise. The Lord told you it's going to happen. The Lord said it shall be. And sometime even when you get the fulfillment of your promise, the devil shows up to steal what the Lord has promised for you. It's yours. It doesn't belong to the devil. I feel like preaching now. I said it doesn't belong to the devil that's yours that's yours from God himself he let you know that this is your promise the fulfillment of my word is yours and the devil ain't got no business messing with it let the church say she said Elisha I need you to do something here Elisha got busy went back to and then where her house was went up to his room and saw the son lying down there oh, thank you Holy Ghost Bible lets me know and when he got there he stretched his hands on the boy's hands he put his face to the boy's face and he prayed over the boy and the Bible says that the boy had 
began to get warm again. That means he must have been dead for a while if he was cold. But how many know there's nothing too hard for this God that we serve, whose name is Jesus. I wish I had a church here that knows there's nothing. You might as well touch your neighbor now and say, neighbor, there's nothing too hard for the law. Now I want y'all to say it like you mean it and say, neighbor, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. If you believe it, say yes. If you believe it, say yes. If you believe it, say yes. Prophet brother, the boy started to get warm and the Bible says Elisha went downstairs and started to walk through the house no doubt praying unto his God started to do a prayer walk calling on his God this great God of heaven has spoke everything into existence he started walking back and forth and eventually the Lord said go back up there Elisha went back up there and stretched on the boy and the Bible said this time the boy sneezed seven times. And when he sneezed seven times, thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm going to leave that one alone today. But when he sneezed seven times, he got up out of that bed. Yes, he did. You ought to sit here thinking your promise is dead. You ought to say, Lord, let that thing sneeze again. You ought to say, Lord, bring life into my promise again. I know I got it from you. I know you gave me a word. And I'm not going to sit here and settle for the devil to show up and steal it. But I'm going to hold on to what you gave to me. Let the church say, man. Oh, Jesus. The Bible said the boy got up and he took him downstairs to his mother. And no doubt his mother rejoiced. No doubt his mother gave God the glory. No doubt his mother gave God the praise. Because that which was dead came back to life again. How many know he can do it? How many know he can open a door that no man can close? How many know he can shut the door and no man can open? How many know he can bring life out of death? Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. How many know that if you get in touch with Jesus, he can bless you. He can strengthen you. He can encourage you. He can lift you up where you belong. Even when everything seems like it's going down. If I got Jesus, that's all I need. Shout yeah. I could imagine that Shunammite woman praying like Mother Huey prays when Elijah was upstairs praying for her son and when they came downstairs with the boy I could imagine that woman doing what we saw Mother Denton do on Friday night I could imagine that woman jumping up a little bit I know some of y'all young sisters are so cute that y'all can't jump out of them high 
high heel shoes. You're already up there enough. You might as well go a little higher and get out of yourself and give God the glory because he is the God of heaven, the blessed and only potentate, King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the one that is, the one that was, the one that is a come, the almighty. And how many know that Jesus is worthy of your praise? How many know that Jesus, I said Jesus is worthy. I wish I had a church here. He's worthy to be praised. Shout yeah. Hallelujah. I heard Mother Williams say, I will praise thee. Come on, somebody. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord for his goodness. For his goodness. Hadn't the Lord been good? Hadn't the Lord been good? Hasn't the Lord been good? If he been good to you, why don't you give him a praise? Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody. Mother Williams said, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul know it right well. When I was a boy, my mother used to grab me by my hands, and she used to shout with us, giving God the glory. And I thank God, I still got a shout. I thank I thank God I still got a praise y'all say how does Elder get his praise him like that I learned how to praise God from my mother cause she's passionate about giving God the praise doesn't she go around the yard and say praise Jesus she said praise Jesus praise Jesus somebody in this church ought to give him the glory somebody in his church ought to give him the honor. Get up off of yourself. Get up off of yourself and lift your hands and give him a glory. Shout yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Woo. Hallelujah. I got passion. I said they got passion. I thank God for Mother South. I thank God for the prophecy that she speaks from time to time when she gives the Lord the glory. They said, Shep, she said, shall we praise the Lord? Doesn't Mother South sing? Let us give the Lord the highest praise. See, some of y'all sitting here moaning and groaning about your problem. You got twice in terms of materialism of what they have. But you got half their joy. You got half 
half their passion. You got half their devotion. You got half their zeal. You got half their drive. But the Shunammite said, drive, 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 and go forward. Don't slack up when it's time to work in the church. Don't slack up when it's time to serve. Don't slack up when it's time to be a blessing. Don't slack up and when it's time to praise the Lord. Don't slack up. Don't hold back. Don't reserve. Don't hesitate. Don't dwindle. Don't diminish. But lift up. Yeah. Lift up the name of Jesus. Because he's worthy of all of the praise. I'm grateful today for godly women of passion. They show us a great example of how to serve the Lord with gladness. Ha, come on, yasa, glory. Serve the Lord with gladness. Not sadness, not madness, but with gladness. Hallelujah. And we're so blessed, we're privileged to have these fine examples working in ministry. Hallelujah. This Shunammite woman made up in her mind, I'm going to go to the man of God and I'm going to take back what the devil tried to steal from me. Praise the Lord. Did she get her son back? I said, did she get her son back? How many believe that whatever the devil stole from you, if you bring it to Jesus, you can get it back? I wish I had a believer here. I said, how many believe that if the devil stole something from you, you can get it back. How many want their stuff back? How many want some peace back? How many want some love back? How many want some contentment back? How many want some healing for their body? Get your health back. How many want some joy back? How many want some love back? How many want some passion back? How many want their praise back? Shout yeah! Shout yeah! Yeah! Yeah, yeah! Somebody said if you want it back, you gotta praise him. With everything you got in you. I wish I had somebody that wanted to stomp on the devil's head today. 
and say, devil, I'm going to put you under my feet, under my feet. And whatever you took from me, I'm coming back in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I need an anointing. Oh, Jesus, that falls from the crown of my head. I need an anointing in my feet to stomp on the devil's head. Hallelujah. Somebody lift up that foot and stomp on the devil's head. Say, I got victory. I got victory. I got victory. I got victory. Stomp. Stomp. Stomp on the devil's head. Say, I have the victory. I will not be defeated. I shall not die. I shall not be moved. I shall not be less. I'm going to be all the Lord wants me to be. And if I got to shout, I'll shout. If I got to run, I'll run. If I got to jump, I'll jump. But whatever I got to do, I'm going to get my stuff back. I'm going to get my stuff back I'm gonna get everything that belongs to me hallelujah oh thank you Lord it's mine I said it's mine hey glory hallelujah it's mine because God gave it to me. How many of y'all thank God for joy in the Holy Ghost? How many know that the joy of the Lord is your strength? How many know that you're more to, you're, the more you praise him, the more the joy of the Lord increases in your life? The more you lift him up, even if all you can do is wave your hand, the more you praise him, the more he'll bless you, the more you praise him, the more he'll anoint you, the more you praise him, the more you step on the devil, the more you praise, the more you get out of yourself and praise God with passion until you feel something. Until you feel an anointing. Until you can't contain yourself. Until you jump up and give him the glory. The more you Jesus, he will. He's going to bless you. Hallelujah. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. God is able. He shot him out. I said God is able to bless you. You don't have to leave here the same way you came in. But the Lord is able to bless you. He's done it time and time again. For these women of God. Praise the Lord. And if the Lord has blessed them. 
down through the years, then we know he can bless us also. Let the church say amen. Stand with us if you will. We thank God for the privilege to be in the house of the Lord. And we know that there may be someone here today that has heard about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Somebody's heard that Jesus Christ died for your sins, that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day according to the Holy Scriptures, that he's alive now. Jesus is not dead. He's alive. Hallelujah. And if he's alive, we can be alive. Not just naturally, but spiritually. Hallelujah. When we were born into this world, we were born dead. Trespasses and sin. We were spiritual stillbirths. But the Lord Jesus Christ came that we might have life. And that more abundantly. This is the good news of Jesus Christ coming into the world to save men from their sins, women from their sins. And so if you're tired of that life of sin that you've been living and you want to be able to be a part of the family of God, I would invite you right now to talk to the Lord right where you are. Repenting from your sins. Letting the Lord know that you're sorry for the way you have behaved in his sight. How your life has been contradictory to his will for you. Hallelujah. Talk to him right now. Right now. Right now. <clears throat> right where you are. You can speak to him right where you are. Lord, I'm sorry. Have mercy on me. I want to be free from this life of sin. I want to be delivered from this debt of sin. The Bible says that if you repent, you need to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus for the remission, for the canceling of your debt of sin. This is something that needs to happen. And if you have repented, you can come to be baptized so your sin can be taken away. That old sin you don't like, the Lord will get rid of it. So I have a witness. He'll take it away. He'll purge you through the blood of Jesus Christ. Is there one today that wants to come, turn away from that life of sin and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ so your sins can be washed away? We have a pool right behind me. We have changing garments for male and female. We have a minister or a deacon that will come and baptize you in the name.